Good morning, church. Hey, have you ever gotten into trouble for something you didn't do? How'd your heart go with that? Does your heart struggle with that? Pretty sure it does. Most everybody doesn't like taking the, the blame for something they do. But how about this? Conversely, have you ever gotten credit for something you didn't do? Did you accept the credit or did you give it? the one who who did the task. These are questions here as we uh, get ready to uh, read the scripture this morning, but I want to make sure that you know that this is also in a long line of statements Jesus says, I'm telling you this ahead of time so you'll know what's coming. So here is John 15, 12 through 16, 4. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends. And since I've told you everything the Father told me, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit. We talked about fruit last week. Go look at that. So the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Just a little aside note. The Father will give you whatever you ask in his name if you're his followers and you do what he commands. It's not not a wish list with a genie at the end of it. Verse 18, we continue. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, and so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. And since they persecuted me, naturally, they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me for they have rejected the one who sent me. Now they would not be guilty if I had not come and spoken to them, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me also hates my father. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do, they would not be guilty. But as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what the scriptures have written. They hated me without cause. That is uh, um, from Psalm thirty-five, nineteen. They hated me without cause. But I will send you an advocate, the spirit of truth, and he will come to you from the Father and testify about me. You must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Chapter 16. I've told you these things so that you will not abandon your faith. For you will be expelled from the synagogues and time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing a holy service for God. This is because they have never known the Father or me. Yes, I tell you these things so that they will happen. You will remember my warning. I didn't tell you earlier because I was going to be with you a while longer, but I'm telling you now. Okay, so before I get to the main sermon, I want to explain one thing here, that there are people 
that do things that they think are serving God or they use God's name to do that are really for them and not for God. Now, this is the main answer to what Christians have done in the world that most people hate. Most of the crusades and all those things were really about wealth and not about following the Lord because we know that while Jerusalem is a, is a very cool place and it's witness to the land has a witness to what God has given it as the promised land and all that stuff, fighting a war over that land was probably not the greatest idea and probably not one of God. In the same way, hatred and anger in the name of God today doesn't work. So hating people that disagree with you and all that, even if they're not what you see is on God's side or we, we think they're on the other side of the argument, that's for you or for your side, but not for God's side. But here's the, here's the main part of the text this morning. So the answer is there for the other one, but this is it. In Christ, we've gotten credit for what he did. If the world hates you, remember it hated me first, and the world would love you if it's as its own if you belong to it, but you're no longer part. I chose you to come out of the world, and so it hates you. You were given credit for what Christ did on the cross and in his life with God. And because of that, we've become friends of Jesus and children of God. Friends of Jesus and children of God. We've been moved out of the out of the world's ownership, and because of that, we don't belong. But the problem is, is most of the world hasn't been let in on the story or hasn't believed it or won't accept the gift. So I'm not saying that they haven't been let in on it, but there are people that have been witnessed to and that just won't accept it. And the main thing is, is about the ears to hear and the desire to not be God yourself. So the problem of this is that the world really would like to be free of the guilt that it has at not being God and not being the one who does right all the time. And so there's this level of guilt. And when you, people feel guilt, I'm explaining this to you so that you know what's going on. When people feel guilt or have other feelings, then it comes out and collects other issues and they start to do this thing. That is what the text is actually describing. What they do when they feel like they would like to be God or free of God, but Jesus's presence and witness and life makes it impossible to ignore. You see what he said there? If I hadn't done such miraculous signs amongst them that no one else could do, they wouldn't be guilty. But as it is, they've seen it. They know. And we ourselves, having given the gift, have received the gift from God. And because of that, we now live and breathe as part of the witness that says to everybody that doesn't want to follow God, that God is living and active in the world. Your very presence in the world is a reminder to that. So, so here it is. You did get credit for something you didn't do. And when they, and when with God, so you give credit to God and you praise God and you do all that stuff. However, you didn't make them not listen. And so conversely, at the very same time, while we get a gift from God, 
we get blame for the trouble by the people that won't listen to God. Did you catch that? Maybe you even done it. You didn't get cut. You didn't listen. You didn't do it. And you blame somebody else. This is maybe, well, not you specifically, but us as people, we do this when, when we get in trouble for something that we did or didn't do, or did, we often try to blame and cast doubt on the whole situation, but this is not how it's going to go. When we get credit from God for what Jesus did, we also get blame for the trouble because they're mad and they're looking for a place to do it. A lot of people in the world actually struggle to own their own stuff. It's why the message of AA is such a big deal to us, that, that we love AA in our building, and, and you may ask me why I support them so much. I mean, beyond the obvious reasons that they, they're doing a good work with people that have struggled with, with abuse of, of, um, of alcohol and drugs in their life and have, have they've already experienced the difficulty and trouble with that. Yes, we like that witness and that work in our community, and it's good for them to do, and we support them, and we... and they get to be part of us because they're doing that work. But the other side is their business is life transformation, and so is ours. But they have to go through some of the same things we have to go through. Jesus is telling us these things ahead of time so that we won't abandon our faith because people won't always treat you very well. When you're a witness to what they haven't heard or what they haven't accepted, I just need you to know and accept the fact that this is the way it goes. It's impossible to ignore. They're mad at God. They're mad at his messenger. They're mad at anyone who convicts their hearts. That's you. Your very life means that they're not God, that they need to listen to God. Just exactly the same as what Jesus' life meant. His very life here means that they are not the ultimate authority in the world, that they need to accept that there is a God and that he's at work. He hasn't abandoned this world. He's at work in the world, and yet... As the growing pains go, so, so that blame, that anger in them for not accepting the message. Now, that's not reasons to be militaristic against them or hard on them or anything like that. The example here is don't ignore or abandon your witness. Instead, understand the process. And we've used this verse quite a bit in the last couple of days. This is from Romans 12, 19, 20, and 21. Do not avenge yourselves, okay? Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't get mad. Understand what's going on. Don't avenge yourselves, beloved, but leave room for God to do it. For it is written, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is a quote from Matthew or from Proverbs 25:20 20, 
like like one who removes a garment on a cold day or vinegar poured on a wound is one who sings a song to a heavy heart. In other words, your presence is like pouring and <laughs> salt on a wound. Just be aware of that. If your enemy is hungry, give them food to drink. And if he's thirsty, give him water. If, if your enemy has a need, provide the need. Don't go singing songs and super happy as they're glum but rather reach out and meet their need. For in doing so, you'll burn heaping coals on your head and God will reward you. So that's Proverbs. God will reward you for heaping burning coals on his head. But in Romans, instead, it says, it does that and then finishes off with, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. It's why I've been saying recently, church, that the goal isn't actually to have burning coals on their head but to heap the witness of God up into their lives so that they can hear and understand and have access to it and be changed. Now, in that process, I've, I need you to know, and we've talked about this in the past, but if every person needs to hear about seven times before they accept the gospel, many people are number one and two, and when you're number one and two in that list of seven, um, you get sort of this, hmm, I don't really understand this. I don't know anything about it. Number three and four witness go get kind of, I keep hearing about this. I'm not really sure what's going on. I'll look into it, blah, blah, blah. Number five and six get this response. Why is it that you people keep telling me about this? Stop bugging me. And what that is, is that is somebody who belongs to the world, who's beginning to understand, who's starting to have heaping coals burned on their, heap burning coals on their head. And, and they're starting to be convicted in the spirit. And, but, but to accept the witness would be to switch sides in this and admit that God is real and God is active in the world and they've spent their whole lives sort of denying it. Even if they don't understand that, they, they've spent their time denying it and working it out so that they can displace their anger to themselves for not doing what they should have done and all this stuff. And as it comes, the seventh person often gets, I'm so mad at you guys, but I really can't deny it. I don't, I, I just need help dealing with this. And that's the witness that God is after. Now the process is don't get mad, understand. Don't walk away from the witness, understand what's going on. What's going on is that Jesus has told you what's going on ahead of time so that you won't abandon your faith. But he's also explained the process to you so that you'll know what's going on. What's going on is don't get mad, don't abandon your faith, but understand that God's at work in the world and he has this process and we're here as part of his process to overcome evil with good. But if we stop in the middle, we will be overcome with evil. That's the problem. Don't walk away, but overcome evil with good. Church, don't get mad. Understand what's going on. He's told you ahead of time. But we are Christ and we've gotten credit for that with God. But that doesn't always mean that we're going to be friends of the world. We're becoming friends with Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. Thank you for your love, the way you take care of us. 
move in our hearts, cause us to love you and obey, and give us the strength to stick with it. Amen.